Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the weekly wrap. It is the week of the 12th of February 2018. What will we talk about today? Well, we'll have a look at what happened last week in the markets, try and gauge the sell off. We'll give you our view going forward. And we'll also have a look at some of the good news coming from Berlin. Markets experienced a very volatile past week with some considerable selling pressure. So let's go through why this has been happening. For one, it's important to highlight the context of this downdraft. Investor sentiment, i.e. the psychology of the market, had gotten very stretched in recent months. There's been a clear surge in enthusiasm and some would say euphoria since the tax cuts were passed in the US. And this got even stronger throughout the most of January. And the fact that the mood has become so extended also means that the potential for a pullback had also risen. This, of course, is what we got, and the catalyst was the recent wage data in the United States. It perked up, and this ignited some fears around inflation and even higher yields. Stocks in the wake of this began to sell off, and in turn, volatility began to spike. This led to catastrophic losses for those investors that have been betting against volatility, and this led again to more selling pressure on equities. A kind of negative feedback loop was established. So that's the narrative of the sell-off, but what can we expect going forward? Could we see a real bear market? In our view, no, not for the time being. In order to see a true bear market, we would have to see the underlying economic picture drastically deteriorate. And this is not at all what we currently see. In fact, the global economy is firing on all cylinders. There is upside in consumption growth, given strong labor markets. Investment spending is on the up as well, as firms get more confident. While governments are also abandoning their obsession with austerity and are opening up the fiscal taps. Now, what about rising wages in the US? Is that really such a large concern? We say not for now. Yes, we did see the wage data in the US recently move up, but it essentially only made up for a dip in the previous month. Moreover, the relationship between wages and the overall inflation data is not particularly strong, while unit labor costs, this is a measure of output relative to labor costs, are still not growing as fast as prices meaning corporate profits are still protected for the time being. In fact, if we do see a boost to productivity following an investment boom, which looks increasingly likely, higher wages need not be inflationary and should not bring down profits. We would also note that this is far from being a systemic problem yet. What do we mean by this? Well, if there were a sign of a deeper malaise here, of something fundamentally wrong with our economy and financial markets, we would have seen wider contagion effects emerging. But we have not seen that. The credit markets are still well behaved, with spreads relatively tight, while safe havens such as gold and the yen have not been bid up either. These are all signs that systemically risk is still well contained. Finally, what about the idea that these low volatility products that blew up last week could drag us all down, much like mortgage-related products did in 2008. Here, too, it looks as though that risk is largely contained. In contrast to 2008, it is not large, highly leveraged financial institutions speculating in these instruments, meaning system risks are also less. 
Overall then, a bear market looks unlikely, and given the fundamentals, the good economy and strong earnings, we remain positive on the investment outlook for now. Right, let's briefly turn our attention to the world of politics, where we received some relatively good news last week, namely that in Germany we are likely going to see another grand coalition. What is this? Well, it's basically a political configuration whereby the centre-left, the SPD, will join the centre-right, the CDU-CSU, in government. But what is interesting about this is the fact that two key ministries are likely to be held by the SPD, both the Finance Ministry and the Foreign Affairs Ministry. Indeed, with the SPD now holding significant power, we could see a long-awaited change in Germany's fiscal policy as it becomes more expansive, but also a change in its stance towards European integration as it seeks deeper ties. What does this deal mean for Europe's economy and markets? Well, this deal is positive for the Eurozone's economy. German fiscal policy turning more expansive will spur demand in the region's largest economy, which in turn will also help address some of the major trade imbalances present across the currency bloc. In addition, it should also help in shoring up the overall Eurozone system. The SPD has a similar dynamic approach to further integration, much like Macron does in France, meaning we are now also more likely to see a federal approach to Europe. Again, positive in terms of lowering those latent systemic risks present in the common currency area. So does this change our view on European stocks? No, not for the time being. While this cyclical upturn continues to move from strength to strength, this is also leading to a higher euro, which is not ideal for many large European companies. For the time being, we stick to neutral, but there is a case to be made to favour the mid and small caps in the region, as these are more directly geared towards an improving eurozone economy, which now also is supported from Berlin. Well, that's it from me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nordiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast dash disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Thank you.